Hello and welcome to the first episode in this series of the Fashion Founder Podcast. I decided to start this podcast aimed for founders and aspiring founders in the fashion industry to share industry insights, talk with fashion business owners and experts, and to also debunk any industry myths and problems as well. I know that starting a business in the fashion industry, going through the processes of getting your ideas designed, getting them manufactured and then marketing them isn't easy and it can sometimes be really lonely and isolating as well. So I wanted to use this podcast as a place where you can learn about the fashion industry and all of its glory. If this is your first time listening, I'm Charlotte and I'm a fashion business consultant and I work with fashion founders so that they can launch and scale their own fashion businesses. If you haven't already, go and check out my episode zero where I talk a little bit about my fashion industry story. Go and head over there and give that a listen. And in today's episode, I'm going to be chatting about what you need to do if you're a founder before you go ahead and start your own fashion brand. I think sometimes people get the wrong idea of having a fashion brand as it can give off this impression from the outside that it's this super glamorous creative experience where you're sketching ideas like Vivian Westwood ready to hand to your seamstress and you're waltzing through fabric shops like something from a movie but this doesn't always ring true and if it does this is really only one very small part of it. Starting a fashion brand is a lot of hard work. There's no guarantee of success. So I think it's really important to manage any expectations before you go into something as big as this that involves a lot of time and money when it comes to investments. So the very first place that I would start before starting any business, let alone a fashion business, would be to actually consider if you're in a place to start a business. Do you have the capacity to take on a project of this size? Starting a business is one thing, but starting a product-based business is another. There's, you know, months of product development and upfront costs when it comes to inventory. So it's really important to think about whether your weekly flow actually allows for a project of this size. This is especially important to consider if you have other commitments do you have a demanding full-time job? Have you got children? You want to see if you're in a position to be able to commit yourself to a business and obviously all the demands that come with that. Something I've seen many, many times is founders getting all excited about the early stages of development and they get to a certain point where they're just not able to facilitate that anymore because work's ramped up or, you know, they want have more children or you know just something and life is always going to happen and you you know you you can guarantee that life will always happen but it's important to consider whether there's going to be any big changes in your daily routine that will mean you can't give your business the time and energy it needs you've got to consider this as something you're going to be in for the long haul so try to think about all of these external factors and considerations before you make any big moves so once you've established whether you are or aren't in a position to get started, the second thing I think all founders should consider, and this is probably one of the most important qualities as an entrepreneur, and that is having self-discipline. You as a founder are the heart of your business, and without you, there is obviously no business. 
So you will need to be able to, you know, hold yourself accountable and you won't always be motivated and you won't always be like excited and, and invested because you're just not all of the time. And especially when it comes to those more boring, tedious admin related tasks. So this is when having that self-discipline is really important. And if you know you struggle to do this and you find it challenging to you know, do the things that you said you were going to do, it might be a good idea to work on this first if you know this is really something that you want to do and you want to have your own business. But you know at the moment accountability is something that you really struggle with. Spend some time working on this or even work with someone who can help you work through it and keep you accountable to those everyday actions. Number three is getting into the nitty gritty of the business itself. And a book I recommend to anybody in the early stages of their business venture is Start With Why by Simon Sinek. If you haven't already read it, get yourself a copy or listen to the audiobook. He's also done a TED Talk as well, which is fantastic. In this book, Simon Sinek talks about the idea that great leaders inspire action and they don't manipulate it. And they often do this by articulating it through their why. So their why is usually their purpose, their cause, or their belief behind what it is they're actually doing. And starting a business with the why, then the what and the how allows you to think from the inside out and create a business that's centered around more than just profit and a business that actually stands for something. If you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen me talking about this on my story the other week because I revisited it. And it's really interesting how you're able to identify what drives your consumer behaviors as well. You may have heard the idea that consumers buy with emotion and then justify later with logic. And it's just really interesting to look back at, at past spends and buying habits and like really ask yourself like why did I buy from that brand what was what was my sort of motive and in this book he talks about the fact that most businesses don't actually have a clear sense of why their customers are their customers so they have to rely on manipulation in their sales tactics and their marketing messaging which is obviously really unethical and if you know you can inspire people to buy from you through your belief systems through your purpose and through those things that you want to be known for rather than having to manipulate them through sales tactics then obviously you're going to be far more successful you're going to be far more sustainable in business so something to always remember is that people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it and it was Simon Sinek that said that so you spent some time thinking about your why what is it that drives you? What it? What is it that you want to be known for? What do you feel passionate about in life? Maybe your business is centered around a problem that you faced and your brand is going to be the solution to that problem. So once you've thought about that why, it's now time to think about the what. So those who start a business, they've often already got an idea in their head of what it is that they want to do and sell, hence starting a business in the first place. But it's absolutely vital that you expand on this a little bit. You want to make sure that you understand the industry and the market you're about to go into. Is there an opportunity for you? I know most businesses now aren't you know, going to be reinventing the wheel, but what is it that makes you different to similar brands out there? 
who will your customers be? And obviously, how can you offer things different to the brands that are already out there, you know, potential competitors? What is your unique selling proposition? You've got to do your market research to get to know the space. And then obviously you can start creating those more concrete steps. Step number five is something that I see a lot of people miss out. And this is to create a plan. So starting a business without a plan or just taking random advice from different strategies from here, there and everywhere is like throwing stuff at the wall and hoping it sticks. Creating a plan or a strategy or a critical path allows you to outline those steps that you need to take to get you from where you currently are now to where you would like to be. And this might be an unpopular opinion, but creating a plan in the form of a business plan isn't actually essential unless you're planning on pitching to banks or investors for funding. But I do think it is a good idea to work on one. I just don't think that it needs to be this 100-page document that you're visualizing when you think of a business plan. It does need to outline how you're planning on doing things and obviously how you plan on making money as well. Because a business without profit is just an expensive hobby and your funds will soon run out. Think of your business plan as an evergreen document. It's never fully done and complete but it's something that you can regularly revisit and refer back to but as I said it doesn't need to be this crazy 100 page document that outlines every minor detail within your business but it is important to create some sort of plan or strategy so that you know you're staying on the right track my last and final step of things that you need to do if you're a founder and you're about to start your fashion business and this might be a biased one but this is to reach out for help if and when you need it. I always say to my clients that there's no prizes for doing things on your own and being able to know when to invest and delegate and outsource within your business makes you a really good leader. Whether it's working with a consultant, a coach or a mentor who can help keep you on track, who can offer support and guidance or if it's working with freelancers and different vendors to help sort of build a team, having that support throughout your journey will save you so much time, so much money, and they will just become valuable assets to your business. You know, it's very rare that businesses are created by one person. There's usually a bunch of different people, different professionals who have helped to create, you know, and, and bring this product to market. So, don't try and do things and expect to be able to do things all on your own. So those were my six steps I think that all founders should take before starting their journey into the fashion space. When it comes to starting any business, there's no one size fits all approach. What works for one brand won't necessarily work for another. So it's important to work with a strategy that works for you and your business and make sure to regularly review and assess and tweak when things aren't quite going right, do more of what works well, and obviously less of what doesn't. I hope you enjoyed the first episode of the Fashion Founder Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to grace your ears with fashion industry insights from myself and other fashion professionals. So I'll see you in the next episode.